Hi, I'm Amber and I'm a healer and a teacher and today's podcast is focused on raising our vibration and what it means to raise our vibration. In the work that I do, which is predominantly Reiki healing and then Reiki healing combined with shamanic ritual in the core wound sessions, women's healing sessions and the block clearing sessions, a lot of the work is focused on how we can start to raise our vibration so we are attracting into our lives that which assists us and that which is good for us, basically. And often the work that we do in sessions is about clearing the stuff in us and around us that just isn't serving us. Um, And so upkeep around that is about making sure that you're operating on full power as much as possible during your daily lives. And I I see it as a form of self-care, self-keep, really, just in the same way as we would brush our teeth or we would, you know, have a bath, eat good food, rest, sleep. All these things mean that we are taking care of ourselves, taking care of our physical self. But what tends to happen is that we forget to take care of our energetic bodies as much as we're taking care of our physical bodies. And for some people, they're taking care of their energetic bodies and then forgetting that they're in a physical body. So it is a journey for everyone to uncover what is the particular area in your life that is most calling for your attention. I see raising our vibration then about um, just being at the highest frequency, which you know isn't any kind of funny new age speak. It just means about being at our most potent our most love-filled, our most power-filled, our most joy-filled. And when we're in that state, then we're less likely to get bogged down with other people's stuff and our own stuff. When we lower our frequency or our vibration by thinking less than loving thoughts or interacting in actions that are quite destructive for us, we then create this aura, this energy field of that kind of uh, energy, that kind of um, intention around us, and then we're just attracting more of the same. So if you're thinking angry thoughts, for example, you'll probably find that you're surrounded by angry people and things happen in your life that get you to feel even more angry. And then it becomes a self-perpetuating cycle and you don't know why anger seems to follow you wherever you go or if you're thinking or feeling um, sad thoughts um, and you're listening to a lot of sad music and you're tending to watch a lot of sad programs you might find that you're surrounded by people who come to you with their woes and their troubles and 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 pretty soon you're just in that fuck and so there's lots of ways that we can change that we go for a healing predominantly we go see another Um, But we also need to make changes in our own lives and we need to make sure that every day we're doing something that gets our vibration to a place where it is as high and as clear as possible. Now, of course, we're going to have times in our life where that's trickier or when we forget and that's absolutely fine and we need to cut ourselves some slack with that. But it's important to have a practice in place or practices that assist. So I'm just going to run you through a few things that I sometimes share in my sessions that might be able to assist you right now to raise your vibration. Now the beauty of this is that if you do decide to go and see a healer or say you wanted to come and see me, you've already started the work. So what you're not doing is going to see a healer or a practitioner and you're coming along with your big trunk full of rubbish basically full of gunk full of everything that you don't want and dumping your trunk in the room and saying will you help me to clear this what you're doing is you're coming in probably with a suitcase full of stuff and going do you know what i've already cleared some stuff but i could really do with your help to clear some of this other stuff that i just can't get a handle on and that's how i see 
healing to be at its most empowering for people not when we go along with everything that we've never looked at don't want to look at and have no intention to look at and expect another to assist us and heal us and clear us it's more empowering when we go to a practitioner or a healer or a guide or a teacher and we've already done a lot of the work and we're just asking for you know greater assistance it's just so much more exciting and empowering to be in that position so some stuff that you can do. The first one is to make sure that you're clearing your energy field every day. A really good way to do this is to have um, regular baths that will assist you with this. So putting a bit of rock salt, um, as pure as you can get it, into a bath, or Epsom salts is probably the best thing that you can do, it will really help your body to get rid on an energetic level of anything that it doesn't need, that it's just sort of weighing it down and it's heavy. The magnesium and Epsom salts will also replenish your body, and that, so that's really good to keep you strong, and uh, physically strong and energetically strong, so you're not taking on stuff, and you're also assisting your body to rejuvenate, to release, to clear, to cleanse. As you step into your bath, your Epsom salt bath, your salt bath, you can just set a really simple intention. You're going to ask the energy of the water to cleanse and purify you, and to heal you. And then you step out of the bath, you just let the water drain free, and as the water drains free, you just imagine that everything that you've experienced in that day that you want to let go of is going down the plug hole. Now, for those of you that work in quite toxic environments, say you're working in very busy offices or you work, you're interacting a lot um, with the general public, then it's only toxic because you know, you're dealing with so many people, you're bound to be picking up on something or other. And also it's only toxic because... You know, as a as a community, as a world community, we're not all clearing ourselves all the time. If we were, then it wouldn't be toxic. But because we're not all doing this work all the time, what tends to happen is we take our own stuff, whatever we haven't looked at, we go down to the shops, we get annoyed with someone and flung, fling our stuff at them. And now they're carrying their own stuff and your stuff. And then they bump into someone in the street and fling some of that onto someone else. And on and on it goes. Whereas if we did a lot of this work, we would just have really gentle, loving interactions with each other. I really believe that. Um, so it's a good way, if you are in, in a lot of contact with members of the public or you do, you're doing work that's quite heavy or it's quite... Um, can feel quite heavy, energetically heavy, or can just feel quite toxic in some ways, that you have regular Epsom salt baths, so at least two or three a week, if not more. You don't have to be in there for long. 10, 15 minutes will be absolutely fine. For those of you who don't have baths, then an alternative is to just get some really good salt and to brush that down your body in the shower, or to use a form of body brushing, um, anything that gets the circulation moving in the body to start to clear, just to start to get your... Um, the circulatory system in your body just clearing you. Or you can put your feet in some salt water and just allow whatever needs to come out of the soles of your feet to come out of the soles of your feet. Movement is another really good way of getting the energy moving through your body so that you're not stagnant and you're not sitting on stuff, you're not sitting on emotions, suppressed anger, suppressed grief, um, you know, whatever those emotions might be. So it's good to have something in your life that you do regularly that is a form of enjoyable movement, whether you're running, um, you're playing sport, you're swimming, you're doing yoga, qigong, tai chi, uh, whatever it is, it's good to be doing that at least two or three times a week to just get your body moving. Um, and movement also improves um, circulation in our bodies. It means we're taking more oxygen in, we're expelling more oxygen. It's good to, to work up, up a sweat, to release toxins through sweat, and therefore we drink more water, therefore we're flushing out our bodies even more. 
Um, it also gets you into a state where you're out of your mind, you're more connected with your body, you're more connected with your heartbeat, and all these things are real positives. And we'll just keep energy moving through your body, just keep that chi flowing through your body in a really positive way. It's a really good idea at the end of the day or at the start of the day to do some form of journaling. That's just recording your thoughts. Because once they're recorded, they're not buzzing around in your head anymore. Um, so it's nice to have a, you know, a journal, a diary, something that you enjoy writing in, and to make that a daily practice. There might be things that in there that you, know, you, you write and then you never think about again, and that's great. Um, you might find that you go long periods of time and you don't feel the need to write. I think when that happens, it's a good idea to force yourself because what's happening is that all that stuff is getting stuck in you. But if you could just write it down, you're sort of opening a doorway into those stuck emotions in you and you're allowing a release. But the main intention is that we write it down and then we just let it go. We don't think about it anymore. So it's good to come into a practice of that. It also helps you to better understand your thoughts and where your thoughts are going. You know, if you read over your journal from three or four months ago and you see that you've been saying the same thing again and again, it gives you a really good idea of the areas of your life that are in need of balancing and perhaps some healing. It's also a good idea to bring music and song into your life. Song singing is a, is a wonderful way to release we can release through song, we can release through sound. So playing an instrument or singing is a really good way of releasing things at the end of the day or once a week to have a really good sing. You know, I think this is why community um, is so helpful, is so healing, um, because community will come together and create, create meals, create music, create song, um, create dances. Uh, and in our slightly disconnected lives that we can live in cities or just in our modern age, stuck behind our laptops or our phones, we're not really engaging in the same way. So find a way to sing and preferably sing in community, but otherwise go out and sing on the land, you know, or sing with your best friend or sing in the shower or sing in the bath, but at least give yourself, you know, five minutes a day when you have a sing to your favourite song or, or a song that's buzzing through your head and just see what that will do for you it'll raise your spirits and raise your vibration instantly. Uh, it's also good to, to bring awareness into your thoughts, where your thoughts are going. So if your thoughts are frequently going to things that you don't want, so, you know, things of lack, uh, you're worried or upset about the fact that you don't have that relationship or you don't have that promotion or you don't have that uh, body that you want, whatever it is that it, that you feel you don't have, is to take your thoughts to areas that feel exciting for you that inspire you you know the areas of your life that you do have the friends that you have the food that you have in the fridge the home that you have the warmth that you have the running water that you have the electricity that you have you know all the amazing things that we have in our lives that we take for granted and watch how that raises your vibration and takes you away from a, ple a place of you know self-pity or lack or depression and into a place where you start to you know really see how lucky you are and that's not a new age mantra either really if we focus on the things that give us joy we're only going to attract more things into our life that give us joy if we focus on the things that don't give us joy we're only going to attract more of that you know it's what you focus on you bring into your life where you look is where you're going so if you're looking towards pain and suffering and sadness that's where you're headed but if you're looking towards the light and joy and happiness that's where you're headed also food 
I've talked about this in, a, in another podcast about nourishment and how important that is. So I'm just going to briefly mention it's really important to think about the vibration of what you're putting into your body. If you regularly microwave your food or go to a fast food restaurant or eat a lot of fatty foods or oily foods or sugary foods, basically stuff that you know isn't good for you, you're lowering your vibration because you're putting something into your body that can't really give your body what it needs. I don't know anything about cars, I'm afraid, so I can't give you a car analogy. But all I can say is the simplest car analogy is that you've got a car, you've got to put really good petrol into it so the car can drive, but you decide you're not going to put petrol in it today um, because you can't be bothered or because you don't like the smell of petrol. So you decide that you're going to go to um, the local fish and chip shop and you're going to get all their leftover fat, all the stuff that they they fry their fish and chips in and you're just going to stick that in the petrol tank because it's the same thing, it's still fuel and that in your car should run fine on that well obviously your car's not going to run fine on that your car's probably going to get into a lot of trouble running on that and it's exactly the same thing so think about what you're putting into your body it doesn't have to cost hundreds of pounds you know, you can source really good um, local produce you can go to farmers markets um, you could even grow stuff you know, you could grow some herbs on your windowsill you could go, go and um, rent out an allotment there's there's lots of ways in which you could eat really good quality food that hasn't been processed that isn't um, that isn't full of chemicals that isn't full of you don't even know what um, it may be quicker it may inst- it may taste nice for the first three seconds it may mean that you don't have to spend hours you know slaving over a cooker at the end of the evening but it's not in the long run going to do you any good. And if you want to keep your vibration high, you really need to think about what you're putting into your body. A really good way of looking at it also is the colors that you're putting into your body. And to just see those colors as healing colors. So if the food that you're eating is gray or brown or a kind of brownie yellow, which a lot of, let's face it, fast food kind of is, you know, these funny colors, then that's the frequency that you're putting into your body. If you're eating lots of greens, and bright colours, you know, you've got your reds and your pinks and your um, and your and your, your nice white stuff on that plate that that looks really good. You've got cauliflower and you've got broccoli and you've got spinach and you've got tomatoes and you've just got this vibrant set of colours on your plate. That's what you're putting into your body. Those are the frequencies that are going into your body. This isn't to say eat meat, don't eat meat, you know, any of that stuff. This isn't a judgment on how you should eat and whether you should be vegan or not vegan or anything like that. Just make sure that what you're putting into your body has a high frequency to it, a high vibration, has been ethically sourced, because that will give it a high vibration. And, you know, on a common sense level, is going to be good for you. We all know that consuming vast amounts of sugar, vast amounts of alcohol, vast vast amounts of salt... Um, huge amounts of fried food is not good for us. We just know this. So why argue with the fact? Why not just try and respect our bodies more and put into our bodies what's actually going to be good for us and raise our vibrations? Similarly, what we drink, everything that you know, everything has spirit. Everything has a vibration. So again, if you're drinking lots of um, things that are leaching your body of nutrients like alcohol, like caffeine, then you're leaching your body of nutrients. So just make sure that you're putting stuff in that's also going to replenish you, that isn't full of sugar or salt or chemicals or E-numbers, but it's actually just pure and simple and gentle on your body, on your, on your, on your circulatory system. Considering that we are made up of water predominantly, it's really important what we're putting into our bodies because that's what will fuel us and that's what will keep our energy levels circulating. Pay attention to the things that you watch, 
Where do your eyes go? What are you feeding your eyes? So what kind of things do you watch on TV? What kind of films do you watch? What kind of words do you read off a page? Because that's what you're feeding yourself. You're feeding yourself with the energy of that. So if you predominantly watch horror films or, um, you know, weepies or um, violent films, then that's what, you're, that's what you're feeding yourself. You're feeding yourself the energy of violence, of horror, of fear, of sadness. So it doesn't mean that we just sit in a bubble watching, you know, rom-coms the whole time or, you know, I don't know, carry-on films or something. But it's important that you're feeding your senses with stuff that makes you feel good. I mean, perhaps a horror film makes you feel good, but I very much doubt that a steady diet of violence makes us feel good. And again, there are people out there more accomplished in, in statistics and studies around this who will say exactly the same thing. I'm just telling you something that feels very common sense and, and, and intuitively truthful. So, yeah, be aware of where your eyes go. What are, you, what are you feeding yourself with? And what are the words that you're reading? What kind of books do you like to read? Newspapers, magazines, all that kind of stuff. Because that's what you're feeding into your body. And does it help you or does it not? Does, you, does it raise your vibration or does it not? And a good way to test that is how do you feel after you've watched this thing or read this thing, you know? Do you feel better? Do you feel 100% in your power, joyful, strong, healthy? Or do you feel slightly not right? If you feel slightly not right, then it's probably not helping you. Similarly, the stuff that we listen to, the music that you're listening to, the lyrics of the music. I think a lot of the time we get caught up in the, in the music you know, the kind of the, the beat to something. And we forget that there's lyrics that are playing over that beat. But actually, our, our, our subconscious is, is taking in those lyrics. So if the words that you're listening to constantly are violent or sad or depressing in some way, then that's what you're feeding yourself with. Again, this doesn't mean that we, you know, we sit around listening to nursery rhymes and stuff that's only happy-clappy. But find a happy medium and be aware. You know, look through your music collection and just see what kind of stuff do you have in your music collection because it will tell you, it will give you an indicator of what you're feeding yourself. And maybe you can balance it out. Maybe you can put some stuff in that's a, if it's very low, you know, if it's very uh, low in its frequency, if it's quite sad music or music all about lost loves, you know, maybe you can bring some stuff in that has a bit of a, a happy ending to it. If it's a lot of you know music that has violent violent lyrics to it, maybe you can bring something in that's a bit more soulful and soothing. So that's for you to bring some discernment into into things. Look at how the people that you surround yourself with. You know what kind of people do you have in your in your circle of friends and acquaintances, and what are their vibrations like? Do you mix with people that tend to um, complain a lot about the world, or um, that tend to have a lot of problems, or a lot of addictions? Um, or a lot of anger or sadness, uh, you know, what kind of people are you mixing with? That doesn't mean that you cut people out of your life because you feel that they're, you know, they're bringing you down. I mean, friendships and relationships are about being there for each other, but it's just being aware, you know, how equal are your relationships with people? Are you someone that gives all the time in your relationships and actually when you think about it, you're not getting much back? Or have you surrounded yourself with people that actually just like to keep each other stuck in the same state of being? And that can sometimes happen. We can sometimes build up relationships where we all just we all just um, validate the other person's sadness or anger. You know, there's just a mutual validation that the world is awful, or men are awful, or women are awful, or work is awful, or whatever. And because that's a mutual bonding thing, we can sometimes stay locked in that. So it's important just to test. You know, what are your relationships like? What are the? Like, do you have people in your life who inspire you, who raise your vibration? After seeing them, do you feel better about yourself, or do you feel worse? When you're with them, do you end up doing things that are quite 
destructive or things that are quite positive. And that's for you to discern as well. Be aware of your self-talk. How do you speak to yourself? What are the thoughts that run through your mind? When you look in the mirror, what do you say to yourself? You know, we so often we tend to say, I'm exhausted, I look terrible, I look this, I'm like that. But how often are you giving yourself really positive speak? Do you look in the mirror and think and say to yourself, I look great, I'm, I look beautiful, or something other? Um, what do you like if you feel that you've not achieved something? Do you reprimand yourself? Do you tell yourself off for failing? Do you set yourself very high standards? All these things are lowering your vibration and it's less than loving speak. The way to look at it is think about the person in your life that you love the most, really, really unconditionally love. And then ask yourself if you would talk to them the way you talk to you. If you would, I very much doubt that any healthy person with a healthy relationship to themselves and others would stick around to be insulted. Um, so it's a good way of checking it out. Or, or think about, you know, maybe you have children in your life or you have you know, brothers and sisters who are younger than you or nephews or grandchildren or whatever. Think about them, think about their kind of innocence and their and their joy and the beauty that they bring into a space. And then think about how you would speak to them and then imagine talking to them the way you talk to yourself. And it's a good way just to check where you're at with self-speak. And obviously the final, not the final, but the final in terms of this podcast that I, that I put out their way of, of addressing our vibration and raising it is to go for healing. And that means to have regular sessions, regular sessions of anything, whether it's, you know, regular massage, acupuncture, Reiki, you know, shamanic work, like whatever it is that calls to you, go for it and do it regularly. Um, because we need to, you, need, you know, you, you need to keep clearing yourself and healing yourself. It doesn't mean that every healing that you go for, whether it's a massage or acupuncture, has to be intense and has to be focused on something you know really deep and meaningful in your life. Sometimes you're just going because you just want to be good to yourself and you want to clear yourself of, of, a, of a busy week or a busy month. So it's really important to do that because then things don't get solidified and stuck over a period of time. And then we don't find ourselves you know, suddenly waking up and saying, how did I get here? This isn't where I wanted to be. So make sure that you've got something booked into your diary once a month that is a treat for you that's just about assisting you and raising your vibration. You know, it could be going away on a yoga retreat, it could be doing a little detox, it could be going for a healing session, um, it could be, you know, getting out of the city, going out, you know, into the woods or near the sea, or it could be getting into the city if you live out in the country and inspiring yourself with works of art or theatre, It'll be for you to work out, but but it'd be nice to have something in your diary that you do once a month that is purely about raising your vibration. So I've run through a lot there, um, because otherwise this would be a podcast that went on for hours and hours. But those are some things to think about, about in terms of raising your vibration. It's really important that we do this because the higher our vibration is, the more we inspire others to raise the vibration, but also the more we're bringing good stuff out into the world. We're not responding and reacting to things in the same way. We're not getting angry because, you know, someone walked in front of us on on the street today or we missed the bus. We're just able to go with the flow of life. And that means we're not flinging our stuff around and we're not hurting others. And the more each and every one of us can do this, the more we create a really you know, gentle, lovely, accepting world in which to live. And we all want that, really, deep down. So, until the next time, I wish you well in raising your vibration. So it is, and so it shall be.